gets it between gully and slip, races away for another half century for Kawaja. Yeah, that's a terrific piece of fielding, but it also brings up David Warner's 50. The second time in the series he's gone past the half century. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast, brought to you by Qantas, the spirit of Australia. And I know that I arrived at the ground today thinking this was going to be the last day of the series, but it's not the case. We're going to be coming back for day five, the 25th day of the Ashes series, with Australia in with a shot. Uh, they had a good day with the bat after finishing off the England innings pretty quickly. And now we've got plenty to talk about ahead of day five of the 2023 Ashes series. Josh Onifinger is my name joined by Louis Cameron, and it was one another one of those days where it just kept us guessing, Lou. Look, let's be honest, it's a long time on the road for us. We wanted the final <laughs> day today to be today, but people back home, they didn't want that. They want to get on their couch Monday night, back in Australia, get a glass of wine, cup of tea, whatever it is, and watch Australia try and chase down a record total here at the Oval. It would be fitting. It's almost like they've scripted this end to an amazing series. Imagine if Australia could pull it off tomorrow. Uh, or tonight, if you're listening, Australia time in the morning, Australian time, uh, it'd be incredible. Didn't wasn't it a uh, a sight to see um, Kawaja and Warner just you know give Australia a chance, and we can chat a little bit about how they went about it today. But it's all set up for a cracking final day. It's the finish that this series deserves. It's given mm. us so many highlights, so many great finishes, so many talking points. So I'm glad that we are. In hindsight, I'm glad that we're going to the fifth day and we're going to get a great finish. Glad we brought you around. Glad we brought Good. you around. Good. Good. England started the day nine down, as we know. Anderson and Broad came out to a guard of honour for Stuart Broad, the retiring England great. And they only lasted 11 balls before uh, James Anderson was LBW to Todd Murphy. 384 is the target, and Kawaja and Warner started beautifully. They weren't really troubled by Anderson and Broad, who opened the bowling. And then it was a long time before we saw Mark Wood and Chris Wokes come into the attack. A bit of spin we saw quite early in the innings as well. And before you know it, Australia had put 100 runs on the board without losing a wicket. That's the first century opening partnership of the series. Mm. Can you believe it? And it's great science for Australia. When the rain came midway through the second session, uh, they are none for 135, which is where they're going to resume tomorrow because the entire last session was washed out. It means that they need 249 to win tomorrow with 10 wickets in hand. They can basically start fresh and say that all of a sudden what was an outlandish chase is now sort of gettable. And underneath that magical mark of 263, which is the highest uh, score ever chased down in the final innings of a test at the Oval, which is very low considering, mm. you know, teams often rattle down uh, more biggish totals, you know, given uh, how different some of the wickets are. So 249 is less than 263. Uh, so I reckon that's how Australia just confirm. Can you confirm that? Two, I four, think nine that's is correct. A smaller number. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you were smiling. Like, uh, like <laughs> I might not be particularly good at maths, uh, but I reckon that's how Australia will look at it in the morning. They'll come back here and they'll say, "Well, we've only got 249 to chase." Warner and Kawaja are, are fit, fit guys. Uh, it doesn't feel like they've batted for you know two or three hours like they have. Um, so it's all kind of in front of them. Let's have a talk about how they batted because yeah. uh, this was the biggest opening partnership. Uh, by Australia in England since the 2005 Ashes when Hayden Alanga at this very same ground put on about 180 odd uh, for the first wicket. That In that situation, that match got rained out. It was also 2-1 in the series. It was just 2-1 the other way to England. So uh, funnily now that there's a bit of a parallel there, 2-1 yeah. in the series. And two ageing openers. Two ageing openers. That century to Matthew Hayden, he said that that saved his career. And so certainly a few parallels if we are going to go that far. Very good point. 
uh, and David Warner looked, well, it's not quite vintage David Warner. He's fighting himself a lot of the time, but gee, there were some moments, weren't there? The, the lofted off drive off Jimmy Anderson when they built up a bit of pressure against him, when it looked like they might've got that old ball uh, before they got it changed to reverse a little bit. Um, he, he was fighting himself. He's not timing the ball as well as he would, but he's just, he's dug in there. Um, and you've got to admire that about him. And this is why they picked him on this tour. You know, there, there was the option to go for a Marcus Harris or a Matthew Renshaw or even a Cameron Bancroft uh, or rejig the order for this test and uh, get Cameron Green in there and, and maybe Head or Marsh to open. They didn't do that. They've stuck with him through thick and thin uh, and they just got to really hope that it might pay off tomorrow morning. 99 balls he's faced for his 50. That's his longest inning since that double century at Boxing Day. Uh, a little over six months ago. And so it's good signs for him. Kawaja as well looked uh, pretty good. He's had a fantastic series. He's now the leading run scorer for the Ashes and he can't be surpassed given this is now the last innings. Mm -hmm. It was a bit head-to-head -head with him and Crawley throughout this test match, but Kawaja will now finish as the leading run scorer and what a return to form or a return to England, should I say, for Kawaja. Yeah, and really interesting stat. Uh, I think they brought up on the broadcast at one point uh, in terms of him just ticking over past Crawley uh, as the leading run scorer in the series. At one point, they were dead level on, what is it, 400-odd runs? Yep. Don't have the number in front of me, but it's around that mark. Crawley had gotten there basically twice as quick as Kawaja. <laughs> His, uh, you know, Kawaja's strike rate is beneath 40. Uh, Crawley's is 80. So that just kind of shows that there's many different ways of playing test cricket. Uh, most, A lot of people would say they would prefer how Crawley did it, but in the same breath, um, watching Kawaja go about it is... Um, is pretty entertaining as well in its own way. And the way he just kind of read the conditions early on against the new ball, I thought he was quite aggressive. And I reckon teams have kind of figured out on this wicket, new ball is actually the best time to bat, mm. uh, maybe apart from that first day. Uh, and then as the innings wore on, he probably went into his shell a little bit more. He was Joe Root was kind of tossing up some balls outside <laughs> off stump and inviting him to hit through the offside. Uh, and even Jimmy Anderson was doing something similar with a lot of offside catches. Uh, he didn't fall into the trap and he's not out at stumps. He also passed 5,000 test runs during the inning, so a great milestone for Kawaja. It was a long time before we saw Mark Wood, who's been the game changer in this Ashes series, introduced into the attack. I think it was the 33rd over before he got a bowl. And by that point, Broad, oh sorry, Anderson had had three separate spells. Broad had had two, mm. both to no avail. And do we know why that they held back Wood for so long? Well, there was some suggestion, some scuttlebutt that he might just be a little bit under the weather that he you know might be a, a little bit crook uh england have said that it's only a tactical decision and um but you know you'd have to question ben stokes uh, he's been very on the ball as captain uh this is his best bowler i'm pretty sure there must be a, a bigger reason behind not bringing your best bowler in until 33rd over that would be a very very strange tactic if it was indeed the case you know there was some talk when it, he hadn't been brought on by say the 20th over that they were waiting for a bit of reverse swing and thought they might be able to get it and make him more potent that way. But that doesn't really add up either because he's been beautiful with the newer ball too. He hasn't been taking the brand new ball, but he has been shifting it. So uh, one to watch, I reckon. And if, you know, if they can't get much out of him or if his pace is down because he's not quite right for whatever reason, that will really open the, the doors for Australia because he's number one, the number one guy who uh, they're not, I was going to say the one guy they're afraid of. They're not afraid of him, but... He's been very, very effective since his introduction in this series. England bowled 24 overs before the lunch break and Wood didn't feature. So I found that a little surprising that he didn't get a burst mm. in at the Aussies before the break. When he did come on to bowl though, he hit Usman Khawaja on the head. Yep. Uh, that caused a couple of minutes of delay and while Khawaja got checked out and they got a change of ball 
which uh, um, I guess the umpires decided that the the impact of leather on helmet had mm. damaged the ball knocked enough. it out of shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it must have hit. It must have clanged quite quite severely. Anyway, Kawaja was good to resume, but that new ball, even though we only got a couple of overs, uh, 11 balls of it before the rain came, it looked like it was doing a little bit more than the old one. It did. I saw Usman Kawaja. He nicked one through third man, uh, that same over from Mark Wood, uh, and he just went to Kumar Damasina, kind of signaling with his hand, saying, you've picked one with a bit of riding on it. I reckon this one's doing a little bit more than the old one. Marcus Trescothic in the press conference just now did kind of say that it, it did feel quite a lot harder. So um, there's always these little things. You can't – cricket balls, no two cricket balls are alike when you pound them into the turf for 20, 30, 40 overs. They all age slightly differently, even at the same ground. So, you know, depending on how mm. the batters are going and how fast your bowlers are. Um, and, you know, England, it does just kind of seem like they could be right for the picking and they, they might need, uh, you know, really big effort from one of their bowlers to, to do the job tomorrow against Australia. You think about Anderson, you yep. know, it's his 41st birthday uh, for him. Happy birthday, Jimmy Anderson. Happy birthday. Yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's a regular listener um, as, a, as a fellow podcaster. Um, and, you know, he got hit on the arm when he was batting uh, yesterday. Uh, so that you know could be could be still hampering him. Stuart Broad uh, amazingly kind of looks the the fittest of them all, given uh, which is amazing given he's played all five tests in this series. We know about Mark Wood. There was some talk about Chris Wokes carrying something yeah. into this test, uh, and Moen Ali uh, who guy, bowled he bowled <laughs> yeah, and he looked okay, didn't he? I mean, he's been really he's had poor spells at different points in this series uh, for various reasons. The the finger injury he had early in the series. Um, so that wasn't that unusual that he kind of started with a few drag downs. Uh, but he kind of got through it okay and bowled a couple of threatening deliveries. But you just got to wonder how much they're going to be able to get out of him with, with a groin injury that England basically have said that it's going to keep him out for a, another two or three weeks after this. It's definitely hampering him in the field too. I mean, he's got to be out there if he wants to bowl. Mm -hmm. But we've seen him chase a few balls and he can really basically not get out of a jog. Uh, so that's potentially something for Australia to target as well. And this goes back to their strategy, Australia's batting strategy for the whole series, but especially in the first innings, they copped a lot of flack for how they batted uh, very defensively, particularly yeah. that first uh, session of day two where Kawaja and Labuschagne only put on about 50 for the, um, for the first session of the day. People saying, oh, you know, they're not showing enough attempt. And I think even us on the podcast kind yeah. of questioned it. But you've got to say, even if it, they didn't get as many runs as they would have wanted in that first innings, it might be, you know, things kind of coming home to roost now because mm, England are tired. Uh, it's been a long series, uh, a lot of miles in these guys' legs, um, and maybe that just makes 384 that little bit more gettable. Yeah, England have been in the field for more than 100 overs, more than their Aussie counterparts, just based on how short the baseball innings have been with the bat and how long and how much time Australia have batted for. You're 100% right, Josh. Now I want to tee you up for our Qantas moment of the day. It's brought to you by Qantas Spirit of Australia, official airline of the Australian cricket team, proudly representing Australia on the world stage and flying to more than 95 destinations around the globe. Josh, what was your moment of the day? Well, it led our podcast last night. It was Stuart Broad's retirement. And it was a great moment today when he came out to bat with Jimmy Anderson. The Aussie players made a guard of honour. And uh, the whole crowd was on their feet. It was a really nice moment. And then Stuart Broad came out to bat. He had to face Mitchell Stark. All the players, all the fielders went onto the boundary. And he probably thought to himself, oh, here we go again. It's going to be a lot more short stuff. And after a few swings and misses with the sixth ball of the day, he connected with a pull shot. And it was sailing towards uh, Mitchell Marsh at Deep Square Lake. And it flew over his head. And it went for six. And it was a great way to finish because that ended up being Stuart Broad's final delivery 
that he will ever face in cricket, and it went for a maximum. So that's a pretty good result for a uh, not so well. He's a handy batter, let's be honest, hmm. but he's. Uh, He's had diminishing returns in the test arena. He has. Ever since he got filled in in the helmet uh, quite a few years ago, it's been, you're right, diminishing returns. A guy who, who did have a test century before that, uh, as we just see, I think someone's just tipped beer uh, off the, the grandstand just above us. Thankfully, it wasn't anywhere near us. But yes, the rain is getting heavier here, by the way, in yeah, case anyone's interested. It is getting heavier, yeah. That brown liquid, I hope, isn't rain. Otherwise, <laughs> this country's in more trouble than I thought. Uh, but Stuart Broad, I mean, uh, I've got to throw to this grab from Marcus Treskothic in the press conference because he pointed out that most players don't quite get to go out on a high. It's very, it's very Stuart Broad to hit the last ball of his... Brilliant, wasn't his, it? Yeah. his cricket career for six. Most people is when their stumps are knocked over or they've nicked one to slip or something like that, or you know you're bowling but um, you know to think you could hit your last ball for six we were all thinking about declaring at that point and sort of bringing everyone in but um, good for him really yeah, it was a great reception wasn't it it was really nice him and Jimmy walking out together I know Jimmy was hanging back a little bit but um, you know for Stuart to you know to get a just reward really for the hard work and dedication he's put in for such a long period of time um, was really nice to see. So it's all set up for a fantastic finish to the fifth and final Ashes test here. Australia need 249 runs to win tomorrow. David Warner will be 58 not out. Usman Khawaja 69 not out when they resume. Ten wickets in hand. England bowlers looking a little tired and hopefully the forecast looking clear. So we've got a great day of cricket coming up for you all at home. This has been the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by Qantas, the spirit of Australia.